Welcome to New York's number two sports show. The New York Rangers have swept the five-game road trip. The first time in Rangers history that they have done this. So, you know, I wonder how many chances there were in their history to have a five-game road sweep. In other words, how many five-game road trips are there? Tough to say. Either way, very impressive. The fact they were able to do this. And tonight wasn't pretty. You know, some things aren't sustainable. Some things are. But the Rangers, another overtime win. They beat Winnipeg 3-2 in overtime. Mika Zibanejad gets the game-winning goal in overtime. And the birthday boy, Artemi, Artemi Panarin, who turned 32 today, has just been really, really, really good. It's as good as I've seen him in a while. Uh, he, you know, scored the first goal for the Rangers. He had the setup in overtime. It was a one-timer from Panarin to Zibanejad. So Panarin has just been through nine games. He has a point in each of those nine games. Uh, so I was wrong. I think I had said that Darren Turcott had the Ranger record uh, with an ele- to start a season. Uh, his, he has 11 uh, games in a row with points. Turcott, that is. Roger Bear. I believe, has the record at 14. So it's going to be a little bit tougher for Panarin to get there. But hey, with the way he's playing, it's possible. And look, the Ranger power play has been a key. The Rangers' struggles to score offensively 5-on-5 are still very much there. That said, defensively, they've been really good. So, you know, they're not really allowing too many big-time chances. I didn't think the Rangers played great tonight. But again, like, the Rangers' bad has not been all that bad. And Shesterkin, you know, I think one of the goals you'd like to have back, but Igor was strong, especially in overtime. The Rangers had to kill off a uh, a penalty for most of that overtime, so Winnipeg had a four on three. This was also the return of Blake Wheeler, so I'm sure that meant a lot to him. Blake Wheeler has a lot of records for that organization. He was there for over a decade, well over a decade. Like I said, dating back to their time with the Atlanta Thrashers, he was the captain for about six or seven years, like... You can tell he was emotional, you know, and I'm hoping, although I'm not optimistic at all, that he got this out of his system and now he can get going. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure he was ready for this game. And hopefully from here, that's in the rear view. Because for Blake Wheeler, uh, not a good night for him. Don't like what I've seen from him at all. So it's a lot of things that I've been saying. The fourth line isn't good either. If you want to give it praise for its defense. I guess you can do that, but it's just very slow and it doesn't really have a lot of zone time. They're always in the defensive zone. So I keep on saying, hey, let's maybe give Pitlick a shot. I I know you don't want to break it up with the winning streak, but Pitlick and even Johnny Brodzinski, just to give a little bit more speed, he, you know, had a good camp, almost made the team. I think he's been doing pretty well with Hartford just to kind of maybe give it a different look. I'm not, again, I don't think that's going to happen, but I would suggest it. Also, another negative, just the kids, I want to see more from them, generally speaking. We can go, we, we're not going to do it. We could go one by one through each of them, but I want to see more because, I mean, it's been the, it's been the star players that have really carried this team for the most part. With also, I would, I would give them credit for, again, just good overall defensive play, uh, and a good system by Peter Laviolette. Like, he is pushing a lot of the right buttons. So it's different factors, but I would like to see more from the younger players. Some have been better than others. But the Rangers now sit at 7-2. and two. 
And, you know, after a really, really poor performance home against Nashville, which feels like a while ago, they really did a great job. Now, these are not great teams, but hey, um, to get 10 of 10 points, that's never easy. And tonight I thought, all right, the streak might come to an end. Or, all right, maybe they'll just get a point. And they found a way. And, and I'm very curious to see they'll be back home to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. Like, that'll be a good test for many reasons. I mean, Carolina will be a very important divisional foe. But also the Rangers have this winning streak. They're coming back. I mean, that's a two-week. Yeah, I mean, they, they've been gone for a while, right? I think it's two weeks. Uh, Matt Nashville game was, their, I guess, probably... Yeah, they, the point is they've been away from home for a while. So sometimes it is tough for teams. Their first game back from a long trip, they got to get right into it. So that's going to be a challenging game and one in which I'll be very impressed. They can come out of there with the win. That'll be impressive. But I know that they'll be up against it for that one. Carolina's been off to a slowish start. They won tonight at the Flyers. They're starting to get going. And we know that Carolina, when it's all said and done, this will be a team that will be towards the top of the Metropolitan Division. But as far as tonight's game goes, um, you know, same lineup for the Rangers, Igor Shesterkin in again, and, you know, first period, didn't think, you know, it was even, it was even, shots were 10 apiece, and really the shots throughout the game, through the first three periods, um, were, the Rangers outshot them by one, so we've seen a lot of that, again, that's where the Rangers, like, again, when I feel like they're not playing bad, I look at the shot totals, and those can be misleading, and they're, just things are different this year in terms of just better on faceoffs. Uh, shots against are really low, so there's just some inc there, there's encouraging things that you see that just haven't really been there in recent years. Um, that that I think are encouraging. So let's just jump ahead. You know, Blake Wheeler gets a, a tribute video about halfway through the first period, um, and the fans gave him a big ovation. Late in the first, the Rangers take the lead. And it's a goal by Artemi Panarin, his fifth goal of the season from Truba and Miller. A really nice play by Jacob Truba, who is also a former Winnipeg Jet and was there for a while. Truba, who normally, you know, we're used to him taking the slap shot and usually it goes wide or gets blocked. But instead, it's a fake shot pass to Panarin, who puts it past Connor Hellebuck. So a really nice play there. Uh, and, and Jacob Truba through nine games, uh, I haven't had much, many complaints about him. And he's someone that... You know, I definitely have before, but so far, so good. That pair has been pretty good. Uh, and Keandre Miller, he's been racking up the assists lately. Uh, you know, sometimes that can be fluky, but he's been doing it, and he had two assists tonight. But, and that was late in the period. That was a minute and 36 seconds left in the first. The Winnipeg Jets do tie it up with 28 seconds left. It's David Gustafson, no relation to Eric. He scores his second goal of the season assisted by Perfetti. And this was a, a bad play by Blake Wheeler who turns it over at the offensive blue line. He's trying to get back again. That, that goal is kind of on him. It just is. And it's not a goal that, you know, that was frustrating in the sense that, all right, you take a one thing lead. You should take that into the intermission, but they don't. And so it's tied up at one. We go to the second period. There was no scoring in the second, but there were a few penalties. Nino Niederreiter cross-checks Ryan Lindgren. The Rangers' power play does not score. Then at 340, Eric Gustafson holds the stick of former Ranger Morgan Barron. And then uh, the Rangers kill that off. And then at 1630, another penalty by Gustafson. It was a slash. And I uh, I think on one of these, I think Philip Heedle turned it over. I can't remember which, I can't remember which one it was. It might have been the second one. But yeah, for Heedle, like, 
there's been a couple of really good games, right? He had that three assists game. I forget who that was against. Uh, maybe, maybe it was against the Kraken. Not a hundred percent sure there, but for Heedle, uh, you know, it's one thing not to have any goals, right? That's not good, but it's the other things that I'm not seeing. And, you know, that line I still think is with, I mean, it's really because of Panarin. That still is your most threatening line offensively. But I think that Heedle will be the first to admit that it's been a, sh that this, as good as the road trip was the Rangers, didn't love what I saw from Heedle, especially recently. But the Rangers penalty kill does a really nice job. And that's been a key. Um, the power play is getting more of the focus, as they should. But the penalty kill lately has been coming on as well. So it's tied up going into the third. Uh, and Winnipeg would score at 5.08 on a wraparound goal by Nikolai Ehlers, his second goal of the season from Perfetti and Shifley. And this was a, a really bad play by Braden Schneider. Braden Schneider turns it over at the offensive blue line. It's a bit of a theme, right? And then not only that, but his defensive coverage, once it got back in the zone, wasn't good either. This is one that Igor probably should stop, but at the same time, um, you know, Schneider really looking poor there. Um, and, and it raises the question, I mean, will, will we see Zach Jones? It won't be against Carolina. It won't be against Carolina, but maybe that Saturday game against the Wild in Minnesota? I'm, I'm wondering if that's a possibility for Zach Jones, but we'll see. Uh, because, you know, he he's not someone that you want to just leave there. He's a young player, right? It's one thing for Tyler Pitlick to be sitting there, but Zach Jones, for better or worse, you like to get him in the lineup. So um, we'll see what happens there. But I digress. The, the Winnipeg Jets take a 2-1 lead. Then the Rangers get a power play at 835. Adam Lowry interferes with Mika Zibanejad, which reminds me, there was a glorious chance for Zibanejad earlier in the game where the puck is sitting uh, uh, actually on that Ranger power play. The Niederreiter penalty in the second. Zibanejad had a chance. It was sitting there, but he just couldn't quite get there slash like force it home. So that was frustrating. Um, I think some blame goes to him, but I, I guess you got to give credit to them preventing it. But um, either way, this this Ranger power play here was not very good. But they but they do get another chance. Brandon Dillon boards Will Cooley at twelve forty one, and this time the Rangers cash in, and that power play has the, the Rangers have scored a power play goal in eight of their nine games. It, it is a very important part to this team. Rangers drawing penalties is like half the battle. Um, you know, if the Rangers aren't going to score goals. You know, you got to get him in the power play. And who scores it? It's Chris Kreider. Uh, he is so good at the tip-ins. His deflections in front of the net really are, uh, you know, very, very uh, critical for this Ranger team. So it's a six goal of the season assisted by Fox and Panarin. So Fox and Panarin racking up the assists. That's Fox eighth and Panarin's ninth. And Panarin wouldn't be done. But Kreider, um, you know, do I want... <sighs> Do I want more offense, even strength from Kreider, from Zibanejad, um, and Kako? Yes. But, you know, Kreider certainly is providing value. That's his fourth power play goal of the season. And the Rangers tied up at two. The Rangers at the end of the, of the period, and this was a bad call. At 1941, they call Ryan Lindgren for tripping Mason Appleton. He barely touched him. It was more Appleton fell on his own. So luckily this didn't cost the Rangers, but th this could have been really bad. So. The Rangers kill off the, you know, the part of it in regulation. So we moved to overtime and it's four on three for Winnipeg. But Igor Shesterkin came up pretty big here. And Igor, like, this wasn't a standout game for him. He was good. He was good. Nothing great, nothing bad. Uh, but Shesterkin made some nice saves in the penalty kill. But also the PKers did a good job too. 
eventually becomes three on three after a stoppage. And Winnipeg was definitely the better team in overtime. But you don't want the puck to be on Artemi Panarin's stick. And that's exactly what happens. And Panarin finds some room. And it's tough because, you know, what does the defense do? Panarin, he has a shot opportunity, but he has Zibanejad there. And Panarin makes the pass to Mika. It's a one-timer, and he puts it past Hellebuck. I thought Hellebuck could have stopped it, but we do know that Mika, like, that is his thing, although it hasn't really been a thing this year. Um, but Zibanejad wires it home, uh, give Keandre Miller an assist as well, uh, and the Rangers win it 3-2 in overtime to complete the road sweep. It's a five-game winning streak. They're 5-0 and on this road trip, and that's great. Artemi Panarin, a goal and two assists. He has been otherworldly. Uh, five goals and 10 assists for Artemi Panarin. So he was clearly in the offseason. You know, he shaved his head. like He was ready, and he's shown that, and he is playing at like MVP levels right now. He really is. And I, that doesn't mean that, I'm, that I want to forget about what he's done in the playoffs, but I'm going to have to put that on the back burner. Like, that's a different story because right now it, it doesn't, you know, I, I can't talk about that right now. P Panarin, it, you know, so I guess what I'm trying to say is because Panarin's doing well right now, that is great. And that is a great sign, but it doesn't mean that, okay, like that's it. He's good, you know, from here on out. And we don't have to have any concerns about what happens in the playoffs. Because I think that's a different animal. And, you know, again, you don't have that time and space. It's a different game, but the way he's playing. It's not just the point totals, because we've seen Artemi Panarin put up points. That's never an issue. Even when he's playing poorly, three points Panarin. But he's actually really, the way he's doing it, he's shooting. He's passing at the right time. He's taking the puck to the middle of the ice, not just sitting back on the left side waiting for something to happen. He's taking action. And so Panarin's been unbelievable. Adam Fox, you know, he's off to a really good start and, you know, playing at a Norris level. But I know it's early. So, Rangers beat Winnipeg 3-2 in overtime. They improved to 7-2. And now they will go home and take on a division foe in the Carolina Hurricanes. This, uh, this has a pretty big game feel. This will feel, because again, the Rangers, think about it. They've basically played all of the Western Conference. All games have been against the West, except for a game at Buffalo, the first game of the year. And then at Columbus, the second game. So this is the first one that really, I think, has a little bit more meaning. But with that being said, there is that possibility. And I'm sure a lot of you will try to have them ready to go. But there, there could be some rustiness and there could be, you know, I'm just concerned about the way that this is. They were on the road for a long time and there was success on that. So if they are able to win this game and play well, to me, that is very encouraging just from a mental side that they are able to say, hey, we're not going to feel too good about ourselves. We're going to just pretend as if we've been, you know, pretend as if we've been losing. It doesn't matter that we've been on the road. We're coming home uh, to face a Carolina team that's six and four. And you know that you're going to be battling it out with them. So this is one that uh, I will be definitely watching a little more crucially than I have the previous ones. But Rangers, a little bit of history. They complete the five game sweep on the road. The first time that they have done that in their long history. They defeat the Winnipeg Jets three to two in overtime. <laughs>